0: it's me, Emma's Thing, and this is my podcast, That's What He Said. With over 12 years of blogging, writing, posting, and sharing under my belt, I've somehow grown a small audience who, for whatever reason, seem to really like me. This podcast is just another extension of my blog and will offer unimportant life updates, reviews on movies, books, shows, daily musings about life, in passing commentary on current events. And of course, a lot of stories of my past, present, and future. Just try it out and see how you like it. That's what he said. Oh my God. Hello. Welcome back to the That's What He Said podcast with me, your host, Emma. I am back in the closet, back in Dallas, where the studio of this podcast lives. If you can call it a studio, it's not at all. Um, And I am very excited to be here, although I will say that I miss my sister, I miss the babies, and being able to spend that week in Chicago, although it was trying at times, it was also incredibly special, just like a really precious moment of time and I really do feel so grateful and like the depths of my soul that I have a career and schedule that allowed me to go there for an entire week to help out. And I'm so glad that I was there, too, because um, I really can't imagine what would have happened if I wasn't. I mean, I know that Allie and her wife, Jill, would have figured it out, but it would have been 3,000 times harder to figure it out because childcare help is so limited. And not only that, but because the babies got so sick. And that was actually the first time in their lives that they have been sick, like truly legitimately ill, which happens when you start putting them in daycare, which they're still like semi-new to. I mean, they've been going since like toward the end of 2021. Um But you know, I mean, like you put your kids in daycare and they start getting sick all the time because their immune systems are building up and becoming strong, and that's like one of the biggest consequences of you know doing it. And, um, and that's okay, that is truly to be expected. It's just like it couldn't have happened at a worse time, on top of. Allie already being down and out because of a major surgery, and then not just one, but both of the babies getting sick. And, you know, I mean, I I mentioned this on last week's podcast that I did with my sister while in Chicago, but I have so many takeaways from this trip um, that happened, and I'm kind of just, like, waiting until I'm in... um, just like in a better spot with catching up on work and all of that to write out all of my thoughts. I'm definitely going to do it sooner than later because I don't want to forget all the things going through my mind about my week in Chicago, but man, it's just, there's just so much to do and so little time. Like literally today is the perfect example. I got up and I wanted to try something new by having the first thing that I do in the morning be reading. Um, And I just had a hundred pages left of my um, book that I've been reading for the month of April, A Court of Thorns and Roses, and I'll be giving a much more in-depth review about it later in this podcast episode. But anyway, it was such an amazing way to start the day, but it threw my entire day off because by the time I was done with those 100 pages. I was starving. So I had to pause to eat something. And then I was like, oh, shit, I got I got to get the dogs to uh, the groomer. And then I was like, I got to, you know, do my workout. I haven't like properly worked out in what feels like well over a week. And that took longer. And then I was starving for lunch. And by the time that I was about to hit the door to eat and hopefully get in the closet and record this podcast, the groomer texted and said the dogs are ready. So I had to slam a sandwich really quick and run back out the door. It's just there's just so many things to be done. And I have so many ideas in my head. Like, I mean, I've talked about I've i I've. I've teased things on Instagram as of late with like, I want to write a blog post about how women's sizing is completely fucked up. I want to write a blog post um, about Chicago. Like I just said, I want to write about my absolute favorite places in Dallas for every little specific thing you could possibly think of. Like I have all of these big ideas, but then I also have work. So Anyway, I'm just having a moment right now. I'm just venting to you, whoever is out there listening, about how, you know, you only have so many hours in a day and sometimes, sometimes even when you think you have a handle on it and you think you're doing well with time management, you've got everything timed out in your plan perfectly, um, your plan gets shot upon or as they say, make plans and God laughs. laughs. Well, let me tell you, if there is a God, he is belly laughing right now. I hope you're enjoying yourself, sir. Anywho, <clears throat> so let's dive into part one of the podcast where I talk about what have you even been doing? So obviously, I got back from Chicago a week ago, and I hope that you guys listened to that episode with my sister. Um, I will say that the episode has a very different energy and tone than my normal episodes. Um, And it, it It turned out to be like a lot more serious and uh, deep than I think either my sister or I expected, but that was just kind of like the vibe. And clearly, we had some things to talk about. She had some things she wanted to talk about and get off her chest. And I just I just really loved it so much. And I've gotten so much feedback about that episode, all good feedback. So I know that a lot of you, loved it as much as I did and that makes me feel really good. So, um I got back last Thursday and I, I I came back not feeling 100% and I couldn't decipher whether it was that I had caught what the babies had or if I just was so exhausted that my body just wasn't properly functioning. And Jill, my sister's wife, ended up getting really sick. Like she 100% caught what the twins had and she was already feeling sick like two days before I even left. So I was like, well, fuck me, obviously. I mean, it's like inevitable that I'm gonna come down with it as well. I just wanna get home. So when I do get hit with it really hard, at least I'm home. Um, But it's just been this weird thing. It it was kind of like in limbo, like Thursday through I don't even know. I guess Sunday or Monday, and it's like I would start to feel better, but then I would feel like shit. And then in the morning, I'd wake up super congested, and my throat kind of felt weird, and my, you know, my sinuses were making me just like want to close my eyes and pass out all day. Um, it was just very in and out, and I hate, I hate when it's like that because you're like, okay, just shit or get off the pot sickness. Decide if you were going to ruin my life for a week or if you're going to pass me by. But this this in-between, this limbo is not it. I'm not enjoying this. I'm just straight up not having a good time. So I just wish that you could make a decision either way. And it never really did. Um, I definitely feel the most me and normal that I have today. Um I didn't wake up with any actually wait I did wake up a little bit of congestion but I just like blew my nose and it was fine it was over. Um so I think whatever it is I'm on the men but I also think it's probably allergies even though I mentioned this on Instagram but I've never been tested for allergies like I if I am allergic to something in the air or like pollen or whatever the fuck I have no idea I've never been Officially diagnosed or told any such thing, but I also know that like everyone and their mom in Texas right now is dying from allergies, so maybe, maybe it's that. I also need to say, and like I don't mean to brag, but like I do, you guys, I don't know, I just feel like I think I might be superhuman, and I'm saying this and like fucking knock on wood because I'm probably about to completely jinx myself. But I I really don't get sick often. And it's been, you know, however many years since the pandemic. And I ha- I've not had COVID. Um, and I have been directly exposed to it at least three times, one by Zach, who got COVID, and I never did. And then two of my friends got COVID. And I was definitely near them and like around them just days prior to them discovering that they had it so that that has just kind of like set it up in my mind that i might be one of the few who was born with like this super human immunity gene i don't know um and then jill like i said was sick as fuck from the kids when I was leaving Chicago last week, and I never even got close to how bad she felt. So I don't know. All I'm saying is that maybe like eating pizza and ice cream and working out like a hoss does something for the immune system. So Thursday and Friday of last week were very low key. Um, I was trying to get myself to feel better and shake whatever this in limbo thing was because Zach had gotten... Uh, Wild hair when I was out of town and bought us Mavs playoff tickets. And like, if you know me, you know that I'm not super into sports. Like, I'm not on my own. I could not give a shit. But if I am with someone or like my friends are super passionate about something, I am totally like a bandwagon fan. Um, not even bandwagon. Like, I mean, it could be a horrible team and they never win and they're not going anywhere. But, you know, if Zach loves them, then I am more than happy to participate and sit there with him and go to things with him. And I think it's really fun. So he loves the Mavs. He loves Luka, obviously. And of course, of course, for the first playoff game of the season, which is the one we went to on Saturday, Luka, Doncic was not playing which was super fucking annoying but anyway he got his tickets and the seats were incredible and it was so cool I've only ever been to one other Mavs game and I think the seats were like pretty decent um so I was really excited to go back and we had the fun idea to ride our bikes to the American Airlines Center which is where the Mavs play and the stars the hockey team play and like I'm sure lots, I mean, like tons of concerts and stuff go on there. Um, And it's not that long of a bike ride at all. Like, actually, I'm going to look it up right now so I can tell you guys. But um, so Zach was like, I think if it's a nice day, we should go and ride our bikes and um, kind of like make a little thing out of it. Yeah. So excuse me. It's like basically four and a half miles on your bicycle, which is like 25 minutes. And um we just took the Katy Trail all the way down to the American Airlines Center and it was lovely. I mean, going that direction, I think that's going south on the Katy Trail. Um it's it's like a little downhill, so it's a very easy ride. Now, I will say um that as it as it works because south is downhill, coming back north is on a little bit of an incline the entire time. And um, when you have been enjoying yourself at a sporting event or a concert and you've had a couple of drinks, riding your bike even on a slight incline for four and a half miles for 25 minutes is not fun. Um, Not fun at all. Lessons were learned. Also, I was telling Zach that day, it's like, it's hard because since we were going to an event, I want to look cute. So I wore like my jean shorts and, you know, whatever, like a cute top. And it was all fine and good until it wasn't. And, you know, I, I mean, their <laughs> bike shorts are made the way that they are for a reason. And so my very the very top of my inner thighs were not uh protected per se. Protected. I feel like I just said protected. (laughs) They weren't protected per se. So I did get some chafe, which sucked. And I tried to use like the free t shirt that we got inside the arena as like cushioning on my bike seat, but it didn't really work out. Um, And like I said, again, lesson learned like, even if we are going to um, an event during the spring or summer, you know, at the American Airlines Center next time, and we decide to ride bikes, I will be wearing bike shorts, come hell or high water, or like, you know, stretchy jeans, just something that protects my girls, my inner, my inner girly thighs, because um, they really needed it. So the game was a total blast, really fun. And then um, on our trek home uphill, our uphill trek home, we decided that we needed a snack. So we stopped at Chelsea Corner, which is, where is it? I mean, I don't even really know how to describe it. Um, you know what? It doesn't matter. Um, so Chelsea Corner at night, it definitely turns into more of a um, younger, you know, like 20s slash college student, kind of bar scene Um, but during the day it's a lot tamer and they actually have really good food so we stopped there and we got their cheese and meat board and Zach also got a wedge salad which I didn't think I wanted any of and then I ended up having like several bites and I have to tell you guys that I don't know if it's like turning 35 or like what but I have really disliked blue cheese for my entire life and suddenly I fucking love it. Like, I have never in my life ordered a wedge salad for myself ever. Like, my parents have. I've seen my friends do it. Obviously, Zach does it. And, you know, I, I look on with joy in my heart for them as they're eating it, enjoying it. But I've never partook, partaken, but I decided to give it a go. And I was like, damn hit me up with some of these blue cheese crumbles, iceberg lettuce, fucking bacon, fucking onions. Like, let's go. It was so good. So um, I see a lot more wedge salads in my future. Also, the meat and cheese board was so good. Oh my gosh. Like, it was one of the better boards that Zach and I have ever had. We agreed on that. Like, just really good selection of all the meats and cheeses. And they also have this fried goat cheese. It's like a disc of fried goat cheese. Oh my God. Oh, so good. I love goat cheese so much. So we loaded up on that and then we had to ride, you know, the extra, I don't know, maybe it was like eight to 10 minutes from Chelsea Corner back to our house. But like I said, again, it was still a slight incline all the way home, so by the time we got home, I was just spent. I was done, and the game was early, and so there was still a lot of daylight left. And I can't remember if I've, I can't remember if i mentioned this on the podcast or if it's like, if I mentioned it on Instagram story or something. I don't know. It's really hard to keep track, y'all. But um, you know, I've talked about how we're like. Really like going for it in the backyard. Like, we started to try and go for it in the backyard last year, and it was like this whole debacle with a fallen pergola and a fire pit and all this shit. Um, but Zach is determined, like, he is in what we like to call go mode right now, to the point where he comes home from work every night and he uses those last few hours of daylight to do stuff in the backyard because he's building us a pergola. He is planning a shit ton of stuff. And he also decided to, uh, build us a vegetable garden and he wants to do three really big boxes. And so, um, that is what he has been working on. Just like our backyard looks like a legitimate tornado went through it. There's wood everywhere. There is dirt everywhere. Oh my God. It looks insane, But it's going to be the most epic before and after. And don't worry, I obviously took footage of the before because like... Even if no one else gives a shit, I know that it's going to get me off when the time comes. So when we got back on Saturday, I, of course, felt like shit because I had three beers. I had the meat and cheese board. We, you know, rode uphill for what seemed like three days. So I got in bed because I'm a little bitch. But Zach was like, well, I'm going to go out in the back and keep doing stuff. And he did. And then it was nighttime and... um. I felt a little bit better, and Zach ordered us some poke bowls, which, God, like, honestly, that was just such a good move on his part, because I was like, I don't really know what I want. I I, I just feel like, like a lean meat and veggies. That's literally all I want for dinner tonight, because I feel like trash. So the poke bowls really delivered on that, and then I... I'd been listening to Barry Weiss's podcast last week, and it was like a whole episode with this rabbi, and they were talking about Passover and everything. And they were, you know, going on and on about the original Ten Commandments from 1956 with Charlton Heston, directed by Cecil B. DeMille. And I was like, man, I have not watched that since I was a kid. And I asked Zach if he'd ever seen it, and he was like, I don't think I have. So we legitimately rented it on. I think it was Amazon Prime for like $2 and it is a three hour movie. Um, I think it's actually like three hours and 20 minutes. It's very, very long and they leave no stone unturned and no commandment unsaid, but it was so good and we just loved it. Like We have a very soft spot in our hearts for old films and just like... I mean, we just find it so fascinating that such big films like that were made. And like, then we get all geeky when we're watching it. And we're on Wikipedia like the entire time. I know that so many of you guys are like this too. Um, and I was like, damn, and when they made this in 1956, the budget was $13 million. I wonder what that would be now. And I think it was like $137 million. So that that's a fun little fast fact for you. And then Sunday, it was Easter, um, and, uh, I mean, we didn't observe or anything. Um, Zach turned on um, the church that he sometimes goes to. He turned on the streaming service, and so that was kind of playing in the background. And we decided to make Sunday a day outside in the backyard getting stuff done, and I volunteered to help him as much as humanly possible like he is the expert with gardening with plants with building with being a handyman all that shit I know next to nothing but I just know how hard he's working out there and I there were like a million things that I could have done around the house but I was like no I want to be with you and I want to I just want to like have had some part in this when it's all said and done so um, we worked on digging out The first vegetable garden box, and I mean, there was just so much digging, there was so much dirt. Came across lots of worms, which I did learn. Zach taught me that, um, you know, like the normal worms that you're used to seeing, like the really small, skinny ones that are kind of like pinkish or reddish orangish, finding those in the dirt is incredible for a garden but then there are grub worms which are the oh my god I just got so grossed out even saying that that term um they're kind of like the white scaly ones and they're kind of fat and he said those are the bad worms that um will like fuck up your garden so um I found a lot of the good worms and I was I really tried everything I could to not hurt them and I if I was like digging them out of their home I like put them somewhere else um and then I just smashed the ever-loving shit out of the grub worms it was so disgusting I honestly it's like I don't even know my own strength but Zach told me if I see them to kill them and I'm not one to defy his orders so I would just see one and very refer collectively smash my shovel on them and they just had white innards and it was so fucking gross but I'm so excited to say that we got so much done and it was really a joy to work together and um I'm just so happy that I got to be out there with him and I'm definitely going to be doing that, you know, on the weekends when, when it works out, um, because I know it'll also help things move along faster. Maybe I don't really know. Um, so we were out, yeah, we were outside from like, I don't know, noon to five. And then it was our Hillstone Sunday, which if you're just tuning in or you don't know what the fuck I'm saying Hillstone is a restaurant here in Dallas. It's a chain and they're definitely in other cities, but we started making a tradition a while ago. I can't even remember how long we've been doing it. I'm just so glad that we have, but basically we decided the second Sunday of every month we go to Hillstone. That's just like our thing. We just call it Hillstone Sundays. We always sit at the bar. We always get dirty martinis, always get the spinach dip, and then dinner... Is always kind of up in the air for us. Um, This time we split a cheeseburger and the salmon, which I really liked that move. I thought it was very smart. It was like some health, some maybe not so healthy, but delicious. And then we. Wanted to try out this new gelato place in the same shopping area. Not like we had heard stuff about it. It's just like we literally pulled in to the uh, shopping center for dinner, and I spotted it, and I was like, "Oh, that's a that's a new gelato place that might be interesting after dinner." It's called Amorino Gelato, and um, it's bad. <laughs> Are you surprised? Hey guys, remember it's me, Karen. I complained about everything, but seriously, it wasn't good. Like I just, I've, it wasn't good gelato. And the vibe in there was so weird. Like the people that were working there, it was like two super tall, really skinny punk dudes and a really tall girl in this like cutesy Italian gelato place and they are playing Primus. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Let me just pull up like a song sampling of Primus for you real quick so I can set the mood. Okay, here is just a small sampling of Primus. So as you can see, or as you can hear, um heavy metal, heavy metal in a cutesy Italian gelato spot. It was very weird. It confused both of us. And then on top of that, the gelato itself just wasn't good. Like the flavors just left a lot to be desired. Now did we eat what we got? Of course, like we're not psychos, but um definitely will not be going back there. So then Monday rolled around and um, you know, it was like one of those Mondays after, you haven't been in your routine for a while. So, um, you know, it was a little, it's like my laundry list of like emails to respond to and all of the things that I wanted to accomplish and do was very, very long. Um, and we also had, um, we, me and the girls had a comedy show on Monday night to go to, um, Mary Beth Barone. If you are not familiar, um, she is best friends with Benny drama Benito Skinner and they um, had a podcast together called obsessed on Spotify but they they ended it and it's kind of a mystery as to why they did but they keep saying that like something even better is in the work so I don't really know there's a lot of hearsay I think some people are like oh they left because of Joe Rogan which I'm like really um so I guess just time will tell I mean It makes sense that they stopped like in the interim because like Mary Beth's on tour now. Um, But I'm just curious to see like what they come back with because it is such a good podcast. It's so cute. They're literally just 20 minute episodes and each of them talk about some obscure something that they are obsessed with. It could be like a feeling, it could be a person, um, a place, a thing, whatever. And, And then they quote unquote convince each other of what they're obsessed with but like they always are in agreement because they're best friends it's just it's really good and witty and great so um she just kicked off her tour and her first night of the tour was Monday in Dallas so before um before nightfall on Monday I went back to Minilux and I went to my guy Lee who promised me that he was going to give me the french tips that i had originally gone in for that were completely fucked up by the woman that i saw and you guys he didn't deliver and it's like i saw it happening and i i i was just so disappointed because he also had looked at my previous french tip job and like cringed and was like no 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 what the fuck I that's I'm so sorry that that happened to you so I was like you know I put all of my trust in him and I was so fucking excited for this appointment because I was like fuck yes I'm gonna get exactly what I want and walk out of there with badass cool ass nails and I didn't and I definitely spoke up for myself this time because like I'm comfortable with Lee and I was like oh can you make them thinner can you make them thinner and it's like I said that a few times and I was like, okay, I guess this is the thinnest he's going to go because, like, I can't keep saying it. Um, but they just, they're, like, a little better than the first time, especially because, like, I got fun, like, a fun color combination. So they kind of, you know, they're, like, pink with, like, mint green tips. So, like, a l- very springtime and, like, maybe a little bit of, like, watermelony y vibes. Um, but even he was upset. He was so upset with himself. Like, he was like, I did so bad. Like, I really messed this one up. I'm so sorry. I didn't bring my brush. I have this, like, specific brush at home that, like, gets them really thin. Like, I mean, he kept, like, going on about how disappointed he was in himself. And, like, of course, I wasn't going to sit there and agree with him. So I was like, no, no, they're great. Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, no. Like, next time, I promise. I swear, I swear they're going to be perfect. And I'm like, I don't know, y'all. I just I mean, maybe like I'm kind of in a place right now where I'm like third time's a charm question mark. Or should I just like fucking forget this? Like maybe they're just not meant for me and I should just give up because, you know, I mean, this this. This nail job, I got gel stupidly because I was like, well, they're going to be perfect and I want them to last a really long time because I'm hosting this trunk show, you know, in Dallas on Saturday. And like, hopefully, some of you guys are going to come and I'm going to meet y'all. And I want my nails to look good and I didn't want to worry about them wearing out or chipping or whatever. I never get gel ever. So now this shit's like on here and all in. It cost me like almost $80 with tip. And I'm like, oh my God, I hate them. (laughs) So anyway, so Monday evening, I actually, I was really proud of myself for this. Like typically anytime that like I do something with my friends, we're looking for an excuse to eat out, but it was a Monday and I was like, you guys, what if I just make us an easy dinner and we can all just like save some money, eat here beforehand and then go to the show. So that's what we did. And I made these homemade beef chalupas that my mom has been making for years and I wrote up the recipe on my blog. So if you want to go check it out, please do. But I have to give you a heads up that it's not exactly a recipe per se. Like it's not this meal. It, it can't be like quantified. It It's a lot of it is eyeballing. A lot of it is like already knowing. Um, it's like adding more of this taking out some of that it's it's really kind of like um you know taste and decide as you go sort of thing but the essence of it is just so delicious and so so fucking easy um and I made like this I made like a big big batch and between the four of us and then Zach um Uh, We ate everything. So I would say that like the recipe that I have on my blog serves five, serves five people, serves five really hungry people. You could probably very easily stretch it to six if everyone was willing to eat like one less chulupa. So anyway, we went to the show and Zach again was out in the backyard because like I said, he is in go mode and he's coming home at night and spending the last few hours out there. And we said bye to him. Get to the show. Um, we sit down. The show starts at eight, and we order our drinks. And like at eight oh one, Zach texts me, and he's like, "You locked me out of the house." And I was like, "What? No, no, I didn't." He's like, "You did," and I'm like, "No, I, I remember." Thinking to myself, do not lock the bedroom door because our bedroom goes out directly to the backyard. And then we have another side door off the laundry room that also goes out there. But I knew that one was locked. But like, I remember shutting the door to our bedroom and being like, Emma, don't lock this. Don't lock this. Zach will be locked out. I, you know, guys, I don't even know what to say. Like, that is the memory that I have. So, um, you know, I guess my memory fails me because I, sure enough, locked Zach out of the fucking house. Like, he's just stuck in the backyard and losing daylight. And it was so funny. Like, this is just so Zach that he was very calm and he was like, don't worry about it. Just enjoy the show and hurry home. And I was like, Zach, no, what? Like, it's getting dark. And he was like, it's okay. You know what? I'll build a fire. (laughs) That... That was immediately his solve. Like, he went full caveman mode and was like, I will build a fire. But when he said that, I knew in my head, I was like, no, you won't, because I'm pretty positive you took the big ass, like, Zippo lighter that, like, used to live out there, and it's inside for some reason. And sure enough, like, two minutes after he told me that, he was like, "Um, actually, I can't can't build a fire, so... (laughs) And so I was like, okay, I'm leaving the show, and I'm going to let you in the house. And thank God there was an opener, and the opener was horrible. Like I, I, I literally only heard the first three minutes of the opener, and when he, when he opened by saying that he was an alcoholic, forty uh, five year old alcoholic, but now sober because of a crock pot, and like just moved out of living with his parents. I was like, okay, tight. Like, I have time to get my fiance back into the house. So if you guys had seen me, I I mean, I just can't even imagine, like, what passersby were thinking, like, with how quickly I was moving. But I literally, like, ran out of the theater. I said to the ticket guy, I was like, I lock my fiance out. I'll be right back. And he was like, oh, okay. And I was running. And like, I don't wear normal bras. So I'm wearing this, like, thin-ass bralette. My titties are just, like, bouncing as hard as titties can bounce, like, slapping me in the jaw, basically. No support. Sprinted to my car. Thank God. The theater um, is legitimately five minutes from our home. Like, if it had been any further, I don't know. I mean, Zach, he would have had to figure something out, like, hop the fence, gone to a neighbor's. I don't know. But... Five minutes away, so sped home. Honestly, I am shocked that I didn't get a speeding ticket there and back. Got home, was like, parked my car, left it running, ran across the lawn into the house, all the way to the back of the house, straight to that door, unlocked it, opened it, screamed, I love you. And slammed the door, but Zach didn't say it back. And so (laughs) I opened it again and said, I love you. And then Zach laughed and was like, I love you. And I made sure it was unlocked. And then I went to the side door and also unlocked that just in fucking case. Got back in my car, sped back to the theater, and no shit. Got there literally with 15 seconds to spare before Mary Beth came on stage. It was very intense. I absolutely got some cardio in for the day because let me tell you, I hadn't done anything besides that. And it it all worked out. It all worked out. But I mean, as when I got home, I was just like laughing with Zach and the girls were like, I mean, what does he mean build a fire? Was he gonna like kill a squirrel for food? Like, you know, was he back there with like his fucking bow and arrow? Like, just so funny just so funny so um that was a very eventful evening to say the very least Tuesday which was yesterday as I record this because you know I record on Wednesdays Tuesday was my birthday spa day now it's the little stuff like this in long-term relationships that are just so rewarding and give you that like Oh, wow, this is just so cool feeling. Zach had not asked me what I wanted for my birthday, and I didn't have anything to tell him, quite honestly. like there's n- nothing that I've been like, you know uh, desiring or like uh, coveting or anything like that. Um, but then it hit me like a few weeks before my birthday. I was like, you know what? the only thing, that I actually would want as a birthday present is a full ass fucking spa day. I don't know where, I don't know which spa, but like literally just essentially being given like a full day pass to a spa and just being pampered. And lo and fucking behold, Zachary Miller, William Zachary Miller, that had already gotten me that. That was his plan. And he booked me a three hour situation at the jewel spa here in downtown dallas the jewel is a hotel but their spa is very it's very renowned um i don't want to say world renowned because i don't know if that's necessarily the case but i've only heard incredible fucking things about this spa and i've never been like i haven't even looked inside i've never been for anything so um my birthday dreams came true And the three-hour thing that he booked me there, it's really cool because it doesn't lock you into any particular treatment. You kind of, it's like you pay a lump sum and you can do, you can have your specialist do, you know, what they will in those three hours. So I got there an hour early and, um, I got, you know, like my meal of choice. Like I got a free lunch with the package and, um, I kind of just hung out like there, there's, you know, like within the spa itself, if you're not in the room with a specialist, there's um, plenty of things to do. There's like um, a really pretty three foot pool that is exact like body temperature and it's really nice. There is a wet sauna um, that has like eucalyptus and something else pumping throughout it. And then there's a dry sauna. There is a uh, rainfall shower that also has it has shower heads like literally pointed at every angle at you, and so you can just like stand there and be uh, blasted with hot water in the best way ever, but you can also do like a Swiss shower and do like hot, cold, hot, cold. Uh, there's just, you know, like lots of pretty pretty things and, and relaxing ways to spend your time before or after your treatment so I went in the body temperature pool for a little bit and then I tried the wet sauna with the eucalyptus and whatever else pumping throughout it and that was I loved it so much but holy fuck it was very intense like I couldn't you can't really see because there's so much steam in that sauna um and so I pretty much kind of had a like blindly find my way to where there was like a bench to sit down and kept my eyes closed for the majority of the time I was in there. I mean, I was probably in there for like five minutes. Like it wasn't that long, but when you're in, when you're in, you know, heat and, and, and circumstances like that, it feels like forever, but it was really lovely. I was, I was ass naked in there. No one else was there. And, um, just really just breathing in that eucalyptus baby and so then it was time to meet with my specialist her name was sarah she was lovely i'm gonna stop doing that voice now um so we decided for me that i was going to do a body wrap followed by a massage and then just a little bit of a facial treatment and it was fucking heavenly y'all the only other time that i've had a spa spa experience like this was when i took myself on my first and I guess maybe possibly last. I don't know. Um, When I took myself to Savannah Spa in Arizona, I did that like three years ago, I want to say three or four years ago. Um, And they're known for their spa. And I did kind of the same. I got like a body wrap and a massage there. I just fucking love a body wrap. And the one that I got at the Jewel, it was a body wrap with like algae and You know, they put like a scrub all over you because it's supposed to be super exfoliating. That's the point of it. So she put this scrub all over me and she added like Himalayan salt. So it was like a little more intense of an exfoliation. Rubs it, rubs it all over and then wraps you in this plastic and turns the heat up on the table that you're laying on. So it creates this like super warm cocoon effect. And I mean, obviously, like if you're claustrophobic and really sensitive to that, maybe not the most ideal thing. I am not. And I've also like had a body wrap done before. So I knew kind of what to expect. Um, It's just like the most relaxing thing ever. So I was wrapped up in that for a while. And while I was, she gave me a scalp massage with like, special oil and oh my god it felt so heavenly and then there was a little shower within the room like with the curtain and everything so we got me out of the body wrap and then she had me like shower off and reset the table and then I got a deep tissue massage and I honest to god have no idea how long the massage was like I don't know really how she timed anything out because you know I didn't have any I I had no track of time and I wanted it that way Um, the deep tissue massage was really intense like really really fucking intense because she is I mean I'm sure all their specialists there are the real deal and she was actually like really working like my lymphatic system and like pressing on all these um, pressure points and um, a lot of it was pretty fucking painful (laughs) Um, but there was one point where I was face down, and it's like, this is, for me, this is like the telltale sign of a really incredible massage slash spa experience. There was like a moment, I don't know how long it was, where it's like, I wasn't wasn't fully awake, but I wasn't asleep. I don't know where I was. Like, I don't know where I went mentally, but I just was. And it's like, I don't have... I don't have like a memory of really, I mean, it could have been like 20 minutes, it could have been three minutes, but it felt like a long time in the best way. And then I like kind of came back to and I imagine that's what like really being very good at uh, meditation might feel like. I don't know. I've obviously never been able to achieve it. I've never tried, but that was really amazing. And then, like I said, we ended it with um, a little bit of like just like kind of like a facial rub. Like she helped me work my sinuses because they were draining a little bit from like being upside down for so long. And it was just absolutely marvelous. Like I could not thank Zach enough. It was the most perfect, perfect birthday gift. And I highly recommend you treat yourself Or you asked for it for your next big milestone because, I mean, it's just, it was so worth it to me. And I know that Zach was, Zach was so happy to hear (laughs) that it was worth it. And now it's Wednesday and I, um, feel the full weight of my PMDD coming into play, creeping, creeping up on me, rearing its ugly, stupid fucking head into my life, um, it's, it's really weird. It's always been a pattern with me. Like every other month with my period and PMDD is really bad. So February was a really bad month. That's when I recorded a podcast on here and I was like so, so depressed and so upset about stupid ass trivial things. And then last month I, like, barely really suffered from PMDD at all. So it makes sense that, like, I'm already kind of starting to feel on edge and angry about nothing and annoyed with everyone and, like, a total imposter and a loser and just wondering, like, why I'm doing this podcast, you know, just, like, really, like, happy, chill, um confident thoughts, but it's fine. I'm gonna press through it. There was one more thing I wanted to tell you guys about before we go into part two about um what I've been reading and watching and listening to. I'm gonna keep this really brief, <laughs> but I feel like I have to share it because like it's gonna be a part of my wedding story. So my dress is by this designer called um Alina Elena Lena, I think is how you say it. Um and when I got to Chicago last week, you know, already stressed, already so many things going on, so much of my mental capacity um, is being spent on it, these things around me. I don't really have much more for anything else. And, you know, I'm on Instagram and I just happened to see that the designer of my wedding gown, I, f- I follow their account, has posted like a three to four, um, like carousel in feed post with lots of text and I'm like oh what's this about and I'm reading it and basically like long story short I just want you to take a moment and guess where you think this designer's factory that actually like produces the dresses and sends them out might be located if you guessed the Ukraine you are correct So the message was about how production had halted because of the war and apologizing to the brides that were not able to get their dresses for their special day and talking about how they were able to push the Russian forces back away from the small town in Ukraine that houses the factory and that production has resumed. And I was like, of course of fucking course my dress the de- the dress that i chose the designer's factory is in the fucking ukraine like how unfortunate for them how unfortunate for me how unfortunate for any bridal shop that carries the line so obviously like i freaked out a little bit not big but just kind of like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck no one knows when this war is going to end and obviously, like, they could stop producing again tomorrow for the next few months. There's just no fucking telling. And so I emailed the bridal shop where I got my dress from and basically was like, I just saw this kind of freaking out. Um, like, what what can you tell me so I don't lose my mind? And the girl who wrote back was so nice and basically saying that, like, they're keeping a close eye. They're in contact with them. They have started to see shipments coming back out and dresses being shipped out. So it really does seem like things are getting back to normal. And um, I'm not supposed to even get my dress until July. So, you know, I'm I'm like not a quote unquote emergency situation, but like as a bride, every situation for you is an emergency like I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I'm like really chill about it like obviously I'm like oh my fucking god what if I don't get my dress I don't want to have to look for another like it was hard enough to you know find this one and it's exactly what I want and it's so me I don't want to settle on something what if I have to like I don't even know, guys. I don't know. I mean, obviously, my mind is going in like 3,000 different places, but it's like all I can do is just hope for the best. Obviously, hope for the factory's safety and the workers' safety. Like, I want them to, you know, be in production. Be- like, I want them to be up and running because I know I'm sure that the workers want to be up and running and like earning money. But at the same time, I mean, it's really scary what's going on. So I'm just, I don't even really know what to think or feel right now. I'm just trying to remain very calm and also tell myself that like worst fucking case scenario is my dress doesn't get shipped, doesn't get to me until September. I mean, then I would have to have rush altercations done, altercations, (laughs) maybe altercations, but rush alterations done that might end up costing me the fucking cost of the dress itself but if that's what it comes down to that's what it comes down to I mean I just the thought of the thought of even looking just to quote-unquote like have a backup plan or feel better about it or feel safe makes me want to vomit like I don't want to go through that again I really really don't I feel like it's just going to send me into a downward spiral so Right now, I'm just kind of like keeping my eyes on the situation as well. And like in general, just pretending that it's not happening because I feel like that's a really healthy way to cope with things that are out of your control. Am I right? As per usual, (laughs) we're already almost an hour in. An hour in? Like the episodes are supposed to be an hour. I mean, I don't necessarily really have a time limit, but like, do I want to be sitting here for two hours? No, not really. Because then I'll have to be editing for two hours and then it's like a fucking four hour thing. So um, let's get into a very quick and dirty part two where I talk about what I've been watching, listening to, and reading lately. Okay, so I officially finished my third book of the year, which makes me only one book behind because I set a very, very low profile goal for myself to read 12 books in 2022, um, which is 12 books more than I read in 2021. I think. Maybe I read like one book last year. Anyway, you know, I I started out this year with this like venture into getting back into being an avid reader. And um, I would be on track. But my February book was Memoirs of a Geisha, if you remember, and I just could not get into it for the life of me. I just, I don't know. I know it's a classic and all of that. And I talked about this on one of my episodes um, and I kind of felt like bad or guilty for not loving it as much as I wanted to, but that was also a very big and invaluable lesson in this whole uh diving back into reading thing, which is you should not read anything that you don't fucking love and that you can't wait to read and can't wait to pick up and finish and continue with and this, that, and the other. So, <clears throat> I decided to um, go along with the masses and get into the Sarah J. Mass Moss. How are we saying her last name? I'm just gonna say Mass. Sarah J. Mass series, which the first one is book one out of four, is a Court of Thorns and Roses, and it's a 416 page book. And I started it. um, I started it at the beginning of the month more or less the beginning of April and this morning I finished it and I loved it I really did I mean I haven't gotten into fantasy pretty much since I want to say like the last fantasy series I read was probably The Hunger Games so it's been a while and like I don't know if everyone knows this but I was and still am, but, like, definitely more so was when it was, like, a current thing that was happening now, um, a massive Harry Potter fan, like, oh my god, I, that was, like, the first book series for a lot of, a lot of people my age, I think, um, like, I don't think I'm alone in this whatsoever, obviously I'm not, because it's, like, the most popular series of all fucking time, but, um, I was just so obsessed, so in love. I went to when, like, when I was of age, like when I could like drive myself or have a friend drive. I went to all of the book release um, parties. Like, literally, me and my friend Kate went to at least two. I want to say midnight book releases at Barnes and Noble, and like waited in line to get a copy. Like, there was no pr- Amazon pre order shit back then like we did the real deal and went and stood in line for hours and like made friends with people in line and were huge dorks with people in line we wore gryffindor scarves um we you know painted lightning bolts on our foreheads. To me, it makes complete sense that no men were very interested in me in high school and I did not lose my virginity until I was 20. I'm surprised that Kate got as much dick as she did. In high school, I had like a hot boyfriend, but she was also like a cheerleader and I wasn't. Like a hot cheerleader who's into Harry Potter reads very different than a sort of eclectic, curly-haired, fun, loud, theater nerd who's into Harry Potter. No? No. Anyway, so I was excited to get back into fantasy, and I've obviously heard a lot of things about this series, mostly really amazing things. And I didn't read up on it. I've, I'm realizing that more and more about myself. Like when it comes to shows and books, I don't want to know anything going into it. Like going in blind, it's like information is so easy to come by nowadays. Everything's at your fucking fingertips. Like you can find whatever out whether it's true or not. Like it it's just a quick Google search and you can know what you want to know. So, it's become such a novelty to not know things and to just kind of like I said, go in blind. So, I've been trying to do that more and more with what I can in my life and books is definitely one of those things. So, I started A Court of Thorns and Roses without knowing much and I really enjoyed it I really did I will say that I didn't I mean I knew that there were romantic parts and like people have just warned me up and down about the steamy sexiness not warned but just like told me to gird my loins for it but I, I didn't without giving anything away, I just didn't really expect the plot to rely so heavily on the like romanticized idea of true love. Um, I didn't expect that. But I also didn't expect so much else. Like I didn't know how fantasy it was and like all the different creatures and And uh, things that I was going to meet throughout the first book. So I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'm definitely invested in the story. And all I've heard from everyone that has read this series is that, oh, my God, just wait for book number two. It's one of my favorite books of all time. Oh, my God, it's so amazing. Oh, my God, it's so sexy you know, this, that, and the other. So I had already ordered book number two earlier this week because I had a feeling I would finish book number one. So I've already cracked that open, and it is, it's like a quarter longer than than the first book. It's like 600 something pages. So I am, I'm in for another long one, but I'm excited to see how the series continue is that i'll just say like if you have no idea what the series is about i posted <laughs> i posted on my um instagram the other week a follower said something to me like it's like if it's like beauty and the beast if Belle was hornier and illiterate and that is honest to god such an accurate fucking description but it's not like corny i think like some of the writing can be. And she can just she kind of gets like a little repetitive in her descriptions about how the main character is feeling, especially toward the end. Um, but this is this is also how I wrote it up and described it to my friend to convince her to read it. I said, Basically, the plot is like there's a magical world and the human world. The human world endured a war of sorts and is so depressing and dark and sad. It's literally peasants versus aristocrats. Her family, like the main girl's family, had money, but her dumb dad lost it all. She is the hunter and goes out in the woods to kill food and shit for her family, and one night she kills a massive wolf who ends up being a fairy. So to repay her debt for killing a fairy, the treaty says she must either be killed or live in Prithian, the magical land, for the rest of her life away from her family. So she goes away and stays in a high phase castle. That's short for fairy, so like a high fae is like a a lord, like a someone really important. And he is, quote unquote, the beast. They fall in love, but he's just one of many courts across the magical realm. And there's about to be a blight or war that's threatening everything. And then I said, there's so much magic and stuff, and the beast sounds hot as fuck. <laughs> so that is my description of A Court of Thorns and Roses. Um, If you don't feel like undertaking a series right now, I would suggest... Maybe staying away from even going down that rabbit hole until you are ready. But I'm very excited to dive into book number two. As for things that we have been watching. So in Chicago, I started watching Amy Schumer's new dramedy on Hulu called Life and Beth with my sister and Jill. Um, and obviously, we didn't get through much of it. And then like I had to come home. But I loved the first uh, uh, episode and a half enough that when I got home, I was like, Zach, I really want to watch the rest of this, but I, I think it is something that you would enjoy. So I don't mind like re-watching basically the first episode and half of the second, just so like we can be on the same page. So um we are currently watching Life and Beth. I think that we're about to be on episode four, maybe five. I think there's only like ten episodes. And it's definitely like a little slow to start, but it's getting good now. Like it's picking up and you're You're seeing, like, more uh, sides and moods and personality of Amy Schumer's character. And the write-up for the plot reads, After a sudden incident, Beth, a seemingly successful woman with a long-term relationship and steady career, takes a look back at her past to see who she wants to become. Um, It's very different for Amy Schumer and anything that she's done, and... I loved her so much in that comedy that she did with Bill Hader. I'm trying to think of the name right now. Literally Googling it on live, not live air, but Trainwreck. Trainwreck. I, that came out in 2015. I absolutely loved that movie. And I just thought that Amy did such an amazing fucking job and was like so good in her serious moments as she was in her comedic moments. So, um... I've known that she's a talented gal, and this show is just further proof of that, and I really, really enjoy it. I can't wait to see what happens. Next on our list, though, I hope, is Severance. I have heard so many things about this show, um, and I actually was listening to – I happened to be listening to Fresh Air on NPR last week, like before I left for Chicago in the car, and it it was an interview with Adam Scott who you might know from Parks and Rec. Um, He also was on Party Down. He was also like the douchey brother and stepbrothers years ago. Um, He was giving an interview because I guess he's like the main character of Severance or like one of the main characters. But anyway, I had no idea what the show was about. And then hearing him talk, it kind of piqued my interest. And then suddenly I have like a couple of my best friends texting about how they're watching it and it's fucking amazing. And I was like, oh my God, like I, okay, I guess like we need to add this to our never ending queue of things to watch. All I know about it is that um, it's kind of like sci-fi thriller in a way. And the premise is that you're like, they're living in a world where you can choose to achieve work-life balance by literally having a separate mind for your work self and then a completely separate mind for your um, life self like the two are it's like they don't even know that the other brain exists or something like that I mean it sounds like it has all of the it sounds like it has all the ingredients needed for a very interesting thought-provoking show so um, my goal for Zach and I is to finish Life and Beth and dive into severance maybe over the weekend I'll let you guys know how that works out All right. As per usual, I have talked. I don't it's like I don't even know why I label part one and part two. Like it's just part one is like the whole fucking podcast. But I'm still I'm really I'm really trying so hard to add a part in where I focus on something because I really want to talk about how it's been officially a year since I moved in with Zach and what I've learned about living with with a man in the past year, because I have some insights, I just think that you guys would find valuable and interesting and it would like spark conversation between us. And so my goal is for next week to really balance out this, the episode so I can talk about all of those takeaways. So be looking for that. And then also just as a reminder, this weekend, Saturday, April 23rd, if you are a local local Uh, resident, if you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I am going to be hosting a jewelry trunk show at the Virgin Hotel in the Design District. And there's lots of different rooms and, and things there. So it's in the Funny Library. And I will be there from 1130 to 430 on Saturday. It is for Sierra Winter Jewelry, who is a girl that I went to college with. And she makes just really badass jewelry I have done several giveaways and collaborations with her before her jewels are really cool she just rolled out like a new collection and it's just gonna be really fun and if enough of you guys show up we can basically make it like a a small scale Emma's thing meetup. I would love to meet you I'd love to chat I would love to you know share some sips and laughter with you so if you are around on saturday you have nothing going on or even if you do like it's literally like i said from 11 30 to 4 30 you can pop in pop out you don't have to stay the whole time it doesn't matter come meet me come check out the jewels It's going to be a really good time. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. I freaking love sharing my life with you. And if you want to support the podcast and make me feel better about myself and make me look better to the outside world that's looking in, please take a second to give it a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Write a review. It can be one line, it can be 10 lines rated on Spotify. There's star ratings on Spotify. And if you want to take it a step further, please consider sharing it amongst friends and family or even taking a screenshot of the episode and linking your own following to to the episode so they can listen. Um, that is incredibly helpful. And I, I appreciate it in advance. Love you guys. And I will talk with you next week. Have a great weekend.